Hello, and thank you for joining us here on The Neutral Zone. I am Phil Milani, joined as always by my partner in crime, my esteemed colleague. The best way to describe this person is at Eric Allow. Let's go. I miss you, Eric. Of course, you're still in Buffalo, and I'm back here at team headquarters. Yeah, you took the express plane back, of course. Uh, and you, of course, you stayed back because you're trying to get to the bottom of this Ben Swanson situation. That's right. The last time I saw Ben Swanson, he was uh, going through a table, believe it or not. <laughs> he and, was on fire. Uh, there were many... There were many people around. They were cheering him on. They were chanting his name. And he, uh, yeah, he jumped right off. I think it was a bus, if I remember correctly, right into a table. Um, thing, of course, shattered. And then um, Broncos fans just, they lost their minds. And, of course, Swanson made it from Mexico to Canada and then entered Buffalo uh, from uh, the Canadian border through Niagara, right? A little workaround. Um, I saw the barrel he was in. It was uh, tight, but I think water sealed and uh, nice and uh, looked dry to me. But uh, yet he's still going to make it on today. Strange. Strange. <laughs> no, he's resting up somewhere, I think. Yeah. After a big, big win, Phil. It was. Uh, oh, my God. The scene as the scene as people left the field at Highmark Stadium, it was uh, as jacked up as I've seen the guys in my eight years working for this team, Phil, uh, Cortland Sutton, Justin Simmons, Russell Wilson, Garrett Bowles. I mean, these guys were over the moon. They were fired up. It was uh, a, a wacky football game, a bizarre game. And uh, Phil, I think if you'd seen the script ahead of time, we wouldn't have believed that it was real, right? With, you know, you miss an ex you have a, a botched extra point. You just know that it's going to come back to bite you. And then you, you have a chance for a game-winning field goal. You miss it. But no, you get to redo it. It's like a Buffalo Wild Wings hammering that button, Phil. They were like, we want more. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, a, a up-and-down night for the Broncos' uh, special teams, I would say. You know, uh, they botched the two extra points. But, you know, Marvin Mims in the return game was huge. And then uh, when it's all said and done, Lutz made four field goals on a windy night you know, including a game winner, you know, with uh, no time left on the clock. So, uh, you know, uh, definitely an up and down night. And uh, so those, those botched extra points, I know that that's something that uh, must drive Sean Payton crazy. Uh, you know, he's obviously uh, asked several times after the game and then again uh, on Tuesday here about, Hey, how how did you handle that end of game situation with the clock winding down and running, you know, Will Lutz out there? And he was like, look, we thought this might be a good thing for them to just run out there and not think so much and just execute based off of what happened on those two extra points. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it didn't work the first time. And Will Lutz kind of said after the game, Phil, hey, I changed my routine a little bit. I thought I was a little rushed. I didn't take my steps. Um Misses it wide right. Uh, and man, what a, you know, just to, to go down the other path for a second, what an absolutely crushing loss that would have been to um, have played well on the road, force four takeaways against the Bills, um, go ahead in the fourth quarter only to, to not be able to get the extra point off and then miss a field goal wide right. I mean, I think the feeling around here would be much different, obviously. Um, but, but to his credit, Phil, you know, there, there's got to be a, 
maybe an, an internal tendency or a want after you miss it wide right to to overcorrect and go back left. And um, it was a 36 yarder, but the, as windy as it was, the pressure, um, that was not an easy kick. And he just stepped up and drilled it. And that was a, a, a big win for the Broncos. Phil changes the course of the season, kind of puts them right back in the mix, which three weeks ago, you would have thought, you know, I wrote this uh, last night, Phil Corlin Sutton, after that Green Bay game, said, hey, nobody believes in us after this one win. And you could kind of understand why it was, you know, it was a nice win. It was good that they got on the board. Um, but but with games against the Chiefs and the Bills coming up, you didn't feel like uh, you know, it was going to take a miracle, it felt like. And um, the Broncos, to their credit, have played really good football defensively the last two weeks. They've done just enough on offense. And they've they've turned this season around. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I think as elated as everybody was on the sideline and after the game, you know, Javante Williams jumping up and down and the huddle around Lutz and everything after the game, like if you saw Champagne's press conference, it kind of felt like they had lost the game or, you know, uh, watching the Manning cast, you know, Peyton on there was like, it felt like they lost this game. And I think the reason why was because the way the defense played the four takeaways, this should have been a blowout. I mean, uh, they they thoroughly took it to the Bills uh, last on uh, Monday night there. Uh, but, you know, if the offense in some of these crucial moments, like if they were able to just execute a little bit better on, you know, some of these certain situations, that would have been a, a, a blowout victory for the Broncos. And I guess considering that you should feel good like hey there's still a long ways to go for this broncos team yet they're still capable of going on the road winning a primetime game in buffalo yeah and, and sean peen talked about that on tuesday phil hey we're a long way from the finished product we got a lot of work to do um but you're right despite making those mistakes this, despite the offense really struggling and, and being in a lot of third and longs um, they were able to make just enough plays. I mean, that was a big time. We, we kind of, it gets lost now because the Bills went down and scored in that field goal. But that fourth quarter touchdown drive, that was a big time drive. The Broncos converted three third downs. Um, Russell Wilson made a couple of really nice plays on that drive. I mean, that that was a, a big time drive. And I think this team right now, as they learn how to win, there might not be Phil a lot of blowout wins where you just feel comfortable the whole time. I think this is a team that's going to, you know, they have to play good defense, play um, kind of well-timed offense, if you will, get some special teams uh, plays tossed in here or there, and then win these games in the fourth quarter. And right now they have that, that toughness. Um, I was asking somebody last night, I think, uh, Justin Simmons or, or Cortland Sutton, Phil, it's kind of, you know, it was wild in the locker room. It's just who, who knows what was going on in there, Club, but Club um, you, you have, yeah, I mean, I was, I was standing in the visitor media room and you could barely hear Sean Peyton talk because of how loud the music was coming out next door. I mean, I was, I was trying not to pump my fist and, and just get going. Um, but, but these guys, Phil, for so long, it seemed like, any one of these games, you know, last week against the Chiefs, this one in particular, this is a game the Broncos have lost a lot of times, you know, this type of game. And you're almost, you know, you're wondering, is it going to happen again? And now three weeks in a row, it hasn't. And I think these guys now believe when they're in these close games, they truly believe we're going to find a way to win this instead of how is this going to go wrong? And the fact that that shift has taken place already, just what, nine games into Sean Payton's tenure here as the head coach, that's a big deal. And uh, these guys, 
have faith that if they're in in a close football game, they're going to find a way to pull it out. Yeah, I mean, it, it says something that like uh, the Broncos had not won in Buffalo since 2007. They had not won a road playoff, a primetime game in forever. It felt like, you know, so to just sort of check both those boxes off uh, a week after or two weeks after beating the Chiefs, checking that box off like this team is starting to reverse course here a little bit. And, uh, you know, uh, I think that even Justin Simmons in the locker room, like you said, he just said, it feels good to win. You know what I mean? Like uh, uh, these guys haven't really experienced some of these things. And I agree, Eric, that drive uh, there before the bills touchdown, that was big time. Uh, a, a lot of like little flip outs to some IJP Ryan, like th- this on offense was anything, but like sort of a traditional, like sort of offensive game, you know, like they pounded the ball on the bills, like for some really tough yards. I mean, there were no like huge, big, spurts you know there but uh they almost ran the ball for 40 times in the game uh javante williams really some some hard nose running there by him and then the the majority you know like uh, samaji piran had three catches there i think two of them were like these little flips and and then he took them upfield for some good yardage so the broncos when it wasn't going you know just like a normal drop back let it rip when that wasn't necessarily working there, they found different ways to be able to move the ball down the field. And they were able to do that really, despite a, a lot of penalties. I think they were penalized 10 times, uh, a, a lot of false start penalties in this one. And they found themselves in a lot of third and longs, you know, but uh, when it really mattered, when they really needed to execute in that fourth quarter, they were able to get it done. Yeah. And that's, um, you know, the, the end of the game there, that's why you traded for Russell Wilson. That's who he was in Seattle. Um, you know, it's it's not always um, flawless, right? It, it rarely is for any team, for any player, but he made the big plays. And, I mean, the awareness, I thought, after the second down sack, to see pressure coming again on third down and just know to get the ball to Jerry Judy and get it anywhere close, and you're going to be able to draw that pass interference call. I mean, that's good awareness there, right? And and that was the kind of the play that – Set up the game-winning field goal. I mean, they don't win the game without that. So um, they that made big plays. And, Eric, that I mean, uh, Judy was just like he was probably like three yards ahead of the defender there. Uh, but of course, Russ facing a, a you know cover zero. There's no there's all these guys in his face. He's backpedaling there. But uh, Judy really that was a heck of a, a, a route by him. Yeah, and. Uh, Listen, they, they made plays when they needed to. The Bills did not. And, you know, Buffalo is getting heavily. Obviously, they fired their offensive coordinator, Phil, since last night. Um, they're being criticized heavily on TV and all that. But it's still a really talented football team. And you watch that offense in particular, and you're like, man, there's a lot of playmakers on this team. Kincaid's a good player. Diggs, obviously, we know what he can do. So he had three catches for 34 yards. I mean, Pat Sertan just completely locked him down. Um, they did not let other guys beat them. With the exception of James Cook getting going rushing-wise, I mean, they did a really nice job of limiting the Bills' offense. And uh, you know, I don't, I don't care what their record is, Phil. That's a that's a talented football team and a tough ask. You know, it was it was quiet and a little bit dead there for the first quarter, first quarter and a half as the Bills were turning the ball over a lot, but. When they scored that first touchdown and then all through the second half, it was loud. People were into it. That was a that was a tough environment to go win a football game in. 
Yeah, most definitely. I mean, I, I, I did agree. Cook got going there a little bit, uh, especially in that fourth quarter. Uh, so that is one area where, you know, you talk about room for improvement, you know, stopping the continuing to stop the run. Uh, it, that's definitely a, a priority. And then also PJ locks injury in the game sort of changed things a, a little bit there, especially with the uh, K Jack suspended for that one. So a um, couple of areas where they could still improve, but the turnovers to me, uh, Eric, uh, the takeaways to me that just speaks to how the Broncos are flying around. They're around the ball. You know when the when these balls are on the ground, they're there to get to scoop them up. Uh, Justin Simmons is there for a deflection. You know, and then uh, uh, Jaquan McMillan ripping that ball away uh, on the very first play of the game uh, really set a tone there. Um, Fabian Moreau. I mean, these guys are all just, they're playing with a lot of intensity and a lot of speed out there. And, uh, you know, I think it really says a lot about that unit to be able to turn things around the way that they did. You know, I think probably heading into this game, really, Eric, the national narrative around the Broncos had just been about that Miami game, you know, and, and they're like, oh, God. Yep. That, that was sort of like the one thing that stuck out about the Broncos. But I think waking up this morning, there's definitely a, a different tone uh, surrounding the Denver Broncos. Yep. And you, you give yourself a chance now, right? And that's all you can ask for. And, you know, Phil, when we looked at the schedule before the year, I think four and five is probably about where we thought they'd be, you know, in a, in a best case scenario, maybe five and four. I mean, we always thought that a Chiefs game, a road game against Buffalo was going to be one of the toughest football games of the entire year. And the Broncos find a way to go win it. And I think they change the external perspective. Um, I think still guys in the locker room are finding things out about themselves and how good they can be. Um, and yeah, the, this team is is playing well right now. They believe and um, kind of everything's still in front of them now, but the, AFC wildcard race is crazy muddled up. Everybody's kind of right there and uh, you keep winning football games. Now that's the, that's the next step for this team, right? Phil is how do you handle success? And, and Sean Peaton talked a little bit about that on Tuesday, but that's the next, that's the next uh, kind of hurdle for this team is you've won three in a row. You've beaten two good football teams. Can you make sure you, you come back on Sunday against the Vikings and, and don't have a letdown? Yeah, exactly. Another primetime game here, a chance to really say, Hey, this is a different Broncos team. And, uh, you know, I liked what Alex Singleton said on Monday here uh, about the team staying in Buffalo after that kind of worked out really nicely, I think for the Broncos, you know, because after a win like that, where the whole team is celebrating, everybody's together, you stay in Buffalo overnight. It's just a team in the hotel there. And you're really able to come together as a unit. He said it was kind of like sort of a college type of atmosphere, but it's moments like those over the course of the season, when you're like, Hey, this is when we really came together as a team. You know, you look at that chiefs victory and then now this one, and you're, you can sense, things turning around a little bit. And, uh, you know, that just uh, speaks to the job that Sean Payton has done and really changing the mindset. It's not easy to do. And it, it took the Broncos a few weeks here, you know, to really get to this point, because I think, uh, Eric, it's natural to now when you're at this point to look back and be like, gosh, if they would have won one of those home games to start the season, or like you kind of go back and start picking through this and you're like, gosh, this team is really close 
record-wise to being right there at the top of the conference. But I don't think you can really look at it that way. It took those moments uh, to sort of work your way to get to this point. Uh, at least that's sort of how I think about it. Uh, that's what I was thinking about while I was driving into work today. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. I think that this team is, again, you learned how to not lose, then you learn how to win, and now you learn how to win consistently. Um, this is not the same football team that played the Raiders in week one or the Commanders in week two. I don't think you see this team squander that lead to Washington anymore, but you know, that's the NFL, and you've got to you live with those results the same way that you're going to take this win over the Chiefs and the Bills. And, um, you know, Phil, we talked last week that, hey, going into this game, the Broncos' record was exactly the same as it was last year, three and five. But we talked about how the teams were very different in terms of this year's team is ascending and moving in the right direction and seems to have figured something out. And last year's team was, you know, with the exception of that win against Jacksonville and London, which was kind of an odd game in and of itself, it, it was it was heading the wrong way. And um, the fact that the Broncos now have continued that momentum in a big, big road game. Um, it, it means a lot. And if you're the Broncos, you now look at any game on your schedule and say, hey, man, if we beat the Chiefs at home and we go and we went, we beat the Bills on the road, there's no reason we can't have a shot in every single game the rest of the way. Um, and, you know, do they end up with enough wins to get into the playoffs? I don't know. It's still still a lot of football left. Still really, you've dug yourself a really tough hole here. And you'd love to, you know, the Broncos, if they win this weekend, will have four wins in a row and they'll just be 500. And you kind of wish, like you said, Hey, you're able to make more of that and get some separation, get some distance. But, um, you know, I think if they just keep playing this brand of football and uh, take it one week at a time, at the very least, they're going to be in the mix here um, over the next several weeks. Yeah, I mean, it kind of just goes to show you, like you look on the opposite side of the field there with the Bills, they dropped to five and five. And it kind of feels like, uh, you know, the world's coming to an end there and, you know, uh, making a move at the offensive coordinator spot there. It, it just kind of tells you the direction that your team is heading and the momentum that you have really speaks to the mindset or the attitude surrounding the team. You know, and it does feel like this Broncos team is ascending, you know, of course, they're running into a, a Minnesota team that is also playing really good football right now. Well, I think they've won five games in a row. Uh, Minnesota has. So yep. this is going to be seven. I think it's going to be a nice uh, a matchup here where the Broncos are ascending. The, uh, the Vikings are ascending. It's prime time. It's a home. I mean, uh, I think Champagne put it best a couple of weeks ago when he said, look, we're going to be in bigger games than this. It feels like every week now when you're playing good football, the games matter a little bit more as you continue on through the season here. So uh, a big one coming up here uh, when they come back to Denver uh, to face the Vikings. But you, I think, uh, I think the whole city is sort of rejuvenated now, uh, Eric, like uh, where you go places, people are talking about the Broncos uh, friends, you know, that you haven't heard from in a little while or texting about the Broncos again, you know, so it does feel like, especially when you do it in prime time, it does feel like things are the, are starting to change and the gears are heading in the other direction now. Yeah, no, it's, there's no question that things are good right now with the team and um, you just got to keep it, keep it rolling. So, yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. And, and I think that champagne is a good type of coach who's had so much success 
who's had those games where they've rattled off or seasons that where they've rattled off a lot of wins in a row. He knows how to keep these guys motivated, keep them locked in and continue the momentum. You sort of want to ride this wave for as long as you possibly can here, uh, you know, where this team is just playing with an extraordinary level of confidence right now. So, yeah, they're, uh, they made a lot of good plays. Um, one underrated thing to fill that is, I think would be remiss not to mention is Marvin Mims from a return standpoint. Yeah. Yesterday, last night, I thought um, changed things drastically. And um, he's, he's got effortless speed. Every yeah, every time he touches the ball, he's a threat to, to take it the distance. And um, we talked about the, the offense struggle a little bit, struggling a little bit to move it. Without Marvin, I don't know if you get that that last touchdown. And so he was a critical piece. Um, and, you know, on a night where special teams kind of struggled a little bit, that was a, a bright spot for sure. And, and Sean Payton mentioned this several times, you know, just saying that when you're playing in the opponent's side of the field, mistakes you make don't seem to have as big of an impact and mistakes that they make have a bigger impact. So uh, the starting field position all night long was uh, tremendous for the Broncos. So uh, that was definitely a, a huge point. And uh, uh, last thing uh, maybe we could touch on here is just that Cortland Sutton touchdown, Eric, before we say goodbye, uh, uh, Russell Wilson dancing around there on fourth down, you know, it, it looked like he was just throwing the ball away, but somehow Cortland Sutton comes down with that catch. I mean, uh, that was just sort of an insane moment in that game. Yeah. I mean, that was, you know, according to the next gen stats, it was the most improbable catch ever since they started tracking that stuff, uh, which dates back several years here. And you watch the replay and it, you know, I don't watch it three times before I was like, man, maybe he really did catch that because in your brain, you're just like, you know, he was, he was out of bounds in, in a split second and was you know all the way over by the wall. And you're like, Oh, there's no way that he was able to, to catch that like nice, nice effort there. But then you watch it in slow motion you watch it a couple of times. And you're like, Holy cow. He, he caught that football and got that toe down, dragged the other one. Um, Cortland Sutton is playing really good football right now. Eight catches, you know, only 53 yards, but um, you know, they fed him the rock last night and, and, yeah, that that catch was spectacular, and and from Russell Wilson's perspective, that was vintage Russ spinning away twice, you know, uh, able to make something out of nothing, and um, it, it was a big moment in that football game for sure. Yeah, I mean, if you don't get that, you're talking about probably a different outcome uh, here today. But uh, yeah, if you look at Russell Wilson's like passing chart, the dot for that one is out of bounds. It's like way out. It's not even in the yeah. Field. yeah. Uh, that was a sort of a, a crazy catch that uh, I think uh, you kind of forget that that happened considering the way that the game ended, you know, but uh, that was just such a crucial moment. And then the two field goals before halftime too, were that's what, uh, you know, good teams, uh, they sneak some points in there before halftime and uh, the Broncos certainly did that. Yeah, that was a, that was a huge moment and a bad decision by Josh Allen to throw that football bad throw, uh, but Fabian Moreau, you know, there was a possibility. So I think the Broncos were up three at that point. There's a possibility they're going to go down and it's going to be tied at halftime. Um, or at least the, let's see, that was, it was uh 12, eight. So they, they could have cut it to one point and you kind of feel like, man, after all the takeaway we, we had um, a, a missed opportunity and the ability to 
uh, get some points there was that was a that was a big moment. You talk about kind of the hidden plays that decide who wins or who loses. Um, that was one of them where the Broncos made a big time play, did well to get yards. I think on that on that drive, right, Phil Russell Wilson kind of scrambled for ten yards to give Will Lutz a uh, an easier kick, changed it from like a fifty eight yard to a forty nine, I believe, um, and, and and gave him a shot at it. That, that was a critical sequence that you're right. I think got overlooked maybe uh, because of how crazy the end of the game was. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's, it was hard to keep track of the score of the game throughout uh, Eric, just because the numbers were so kind of wonky there. Uh, you're like, what, how did they do this? You know, four field goals and two touchdowns and it was 24 points. So it was kind of, it was just a little bit weird. Yeah. So. Um, well, uh, a big victory for the Broncos. Uh, it's time that uh, you come on home now, Eric. I think the you know hopefully the plane okay. the plane uh, gets uh, situated there, and uh, maybe you can find Ben Swanson. I'll I'll keep my eye out for him. Maybe it'll I don't be have like high hopes, but but I'll try my best. A Mission Impossible situation, maybe where he's like grabbing onto the side of the plane, you know, and it's taken off, and uh, finally he makes it back home. You know, that would be nice. See see if you can do it. We'll have to see. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday to talk about a huge game against the Vikings coming up uh, this week. That'll do it for us. For Eric Dallal, I am Phil Milani. You've been listening to The Neutral, the Neutral Zone.